Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Hello, Jim Rockford's machine. This is Larry Doheny's machine. Will you please have your master call my master at his convenience? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Steve, want to talk about Rockford? You mean now? Yeah, yeah I was thinking now. Okay, fine, fine. If you got like, you got like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, it, you could... it allows me to avoid marking. So, you know, hey, cool. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's time of year. It's again, I know we always say this as soon as the school year starts, everybody. And for eight months, Steve and I say it's that time of year, folks. Yep. Because <laughs> it's always that time of year. Yep. Uh, that time of year, of course, is the time when students want us to do things. Um, actually, most of the time, the students don't want us to do it because most yeah. of the time they don't really want these. Works. No. <laughs> Small percentage of them want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but we're going to talk instead of talking about our jobs. We're going to talk about the Rockford Files and the episode. Uh, let's see, season two, episode six: The Great Blue Lake Land and Development Company. I find the longer the title of a Rockford episode, I, I'm going to. I'm actually going to do this. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm, I'm I'm going to do some math on this. But I think the the length of the title predicts how good the episode is. Yeah, yeah. I like the long ones. They tend to have better episode title. The title, like uh. Yeah. The, it just works that way. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, when I was in one. grad school in, in Windsor, Ontario, um, mm-hmm. my friends and I had this had this thing where we always wanted to write a poem yeah. in which the title was longer than the poem itself. Beautiful. <laughs> we See, never got great. around to it, but that, that's what we, were, we said. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd that's be awesome. Funny. Yeah, I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. That's title, an excellent the idea. The title was longer than the actual poem itself. See, uh, titles of things I write are probably way longer in, than things, title of things you write. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, I try to think of the first thing I ever published. Um, Disruptions of central place foraging in the rat following lesions of the dorsal medial thalamic nucleus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, basically when I, when tells I, you everything about that's in the paper. So. When I was in Newfoundland, I was on the, because I was a representative for the Graduate Student Society, mm-hmm. um, I was on Senate. Yes. Um, and I, I was sitting there with Richard Ellis, who was then the university librarian. Hmm. And of course the Senate has to rubber stamp all of the PhD dissertations and stuff like that. That's right. And he and I were sitting there and we were looking at one. um, And I went, I don't understand any of these words. I said, I'm doing a PhD in English literature and I don't understand any of these words. (laughs) He said, no, me neither. It's like, okay, all right. So they so they want us us to approve this, do they? <laughs> yeah, he says I don't even understand any of the words. How, that's how great. It's it? not just that you don't know the, what they mean in that order. You just don't know those words. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Exactly. Because it was it was like a chemistry thing or something sure. like that, and it's like I don't know any like like there wasn't even like boron. Boron, I know. I love it. You right? just take an element. And you go with I, boron. I, I know what boron is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew they had uno quadium. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I remember when, uh, our daughter was getting her master's at her convocation and they would have the titles of the PhD dissertations. And my, my mom was looking through the program and she said, do you understand what all these mean? I said, no, I understand what that one means. Yeah. And that one, the rest of them, not really. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way he it said, is. He said, don't worry. When they ask if you approve, just raise your hand. Oh, okay, your, fine. oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. I, the, 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 the times my, my, the time my, my daughter graduated from my university at the time my wife graduated from my university both those times i was on senate and i had to vote and i abstained and yeah. i made an abstention of record and everybody's looking yeah. at me i said i'm voting to give my child or my wife a degree i can't yeah. vote on that guys that's i think that's the textbook definition of conflict of interest is it yeah. not yeah 
The speaker's like, no one's ever abstained from this. I said, well, let's start. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know why I did that, but I just thought I wanted to be, I don't know if I don't have, I have a certain weird code <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's part of it. It's conflict of interest matters to me. Yeah. yeah. Especially after I taught my kids. So, you know, uh, right. Anyway, let's talk about Rockford. Let's talk about the great, as I said, the great blue Lake land and development company, which was originally aired on October 17th, 1975, um, October 17th, not Especially 1975, slow news day. Um, yeah, it seemed to be. Number one songs, we got I'm Sorry by John Denver. Ooh, not a yeah. big fan. Um, USA, Bad Blood by Neil Sedaka. God, never yeah. was a big Sedaka guy. UK yeah. is still on the David Essex train. Yeah. <laughs> and in Australia, Close to You by the Carpenters, a five-year-old song, which is a pretty decent song. Mm. Karen Carpenter could really sing. Yeah. Um, wasn't my kind of music, but. No. She could really sing, like effortlessly sing uh, and play drums. Um, yeah. Somehow that was the number one song in Australia. And then I, I was like, I, yeah. I, I guess the boat to Australia was a little bit delayed. So I guess yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does happen now and then, you know, like how the number one song the week in the UK, the week that uh, Margaret Thatcher died was ding dong. The witch is dead. It These yeah. things do happen. <laughs> and, and there are different release dates for, in different countries, too. So. Hmm. It, it might could have been just from released. a compilation album of some sort. It was only released yeah. in Australia. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so there's nothing good there. And then Steve pointed out that SNL debuted, and I, th I think I mentioned this last week or whatever, that yeah. SNL actually debuted on October 11th forever, like the very first episode. So great idea. First guest, the first host, the first uh, who, was, who wanted to be the permanent host, but the first guest yeah. host was George Carlin. So yeah. we'll hear uh, a little... Uh, a skit with John uh, Belushi, the very first SNL skit at the end, we'll play that with uh, John Belushi. And then uh, we'll hear a little bit of George Carlin's monologue, which is kind of great. Uh, yeah, George Carlin's one of my favorite comedians. Oh, me too. I mean, yeah. even when I disagreed with the things he was saying, I still thought yeah. they were funny. Yeah, yeah. You know. The old like artificial fart under the arm. <laughs> <laughs> he was, the thing about Carlin is he could be funny be doing every kind of comedy. Like he could do, yeah, just straight up 1950s style telling jokes. He yeah. could do the hippy dippy weatherman. Yeah. He, he could also, and he could do really biting satire. Like everything yeah. was funny. Yeah. Um, and like I said, even when he, there were things. I mean, when he called when he called the terrorist attacks entertainment, it's like that's not yeah. really. I'm going to yeah. agree with that, but what you're saying is funny. Yeah. You know, and you're making a point. And yeah, I'm big yeah. big fan. So it's it's the it's the football baseball comparison classic so we'll play that at the end right uh let's see uh hello jim rockford's machine this is larry doheny's machine will you please have your master call my master at his convenience <clears throat> thank you thank you thank you <laughs> uh yes Chat ai begins yeah, exactly that's and now we just and now you and i have to mark shitty essays that are written yeah, by exactly. ai <laughs> see it's all started because of the show yeah uh, Turned out actually that Larry Doheny there, he's he directed this episode, and I yeah. assume that's him talking there. I I would presume so too. See, if I was directing an episode, I'd say I'll do it under one condition. Do, do I get to make the little recording at the beginning? Because yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> I'd totally do that. Uh so Jim's driving through the, the desert, as he does. Um, often goes out of the desert. Uh, and uh, oh, I'm one of, they, I immediately saw right away Dana Elkar listed as one of the people. Yep. So I was like, hey, Colonel Lard from uh, Black Sheep. Very nice. Crossover. 
Yep. It's a podcast <laughs> crossover. It's a podcast crossover. So Jim's got car trouble or something. Yeah. As I noted on, on our doc in our document here, or the sounds coming out of my DVD. Because <laughs> yeah. they kept I, I know what they're trying to do, like make it sound like the engine was stalling, but yeah. They also cut out all the sound completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit. It, it's yeah. clear. It's clear that the engine isn't actually doing that. That they're doing it afterwards <laughs> yeah, the, in, the, in so, the sound. Right? Yeah. Like, and they're not doing a great job. That was really. I, I literally thought, ah, oh, yeah. did my because I ripped all my DVDs and they're on a server, and I thought, oh, did I right. screw up this DVD rip? <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, it's supposed no. to do that. No. And and we know we're 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 in the middle of nowhere because uh, we got yes. the hillbilly banjo music going. <laughs> it kills me. It's like if as soon as you get like twenty meters outside LA, yeah. as far as Mike Post is concerned, it's yeah. now just ding 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 ding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hoping for a Ned Beatty, another Ned Beatty episode. <laughs> um, uh, I got a little dark. If you if, and I'm not going to explain how that's dark. People, go look it up. Uh, squeal like a pig boy. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. You know, I was going to do it, and I decided not to. But uh, good on you. Someone's uh, got to lower the tone. Exactly. <laughs> and we switch back and forth and it's great that exactly. way. Um, <laughs> uh, so Jim drives up to a gas station and it's closing. Um, I've actually had this experience, like almost exactly this with, without the shooting that happens and everything. But yeah. uh, we had, we were, we, our car broke down. Well, it didn't break down. It was about to break down uh, just outside deep river, Ontario, which is okay. halfway between Ottawa and North Bay. On a Sunday, and we got like it's like, oh, good, look, look, oh, here's it. Here, we'll just stop here at this gas station. The guy's like, yeah, well, um, kind of closing up. It's like, what, yeah. dude? I just want, can you do the thing? Oh uh, no, I can't right now. You should probably go. And we did exactly this. We stayed at a motel. It was exactly the same. The only difference was I had a horrible flu. Um, anyway, uh-huh. I've done this. And you we didn't also have ten thousand dollars. We, I was going to say, we also weren't carrying ten grand in American yeah. money. Uh, <laughs> so Jim's got all this money. It's such a small town that they don't have a bank. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That I know that happens in Canada. Yep. Uh, it's more common, I think, in Canada and the States because it's harder to open a bank in Canada. Uh, in the States, yeah. you and I could just open a bank, call it David yeah. Steve's Bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And there it is. But so Also, people... I, I, I presume that uh, you know branches would need to be economically viable as well. Exactly. So there's no way they're not going to put something in a small town like that. So they've got this, the land office, which I guess is not at first I thought oh, land office. That sounds like it's a government thing, but it's not, it's yeah. a company selling land, um, mm-hmm. but they have a safe. Okay. I, I guess that's possible. That sounds like something that could happen in a small town. Yeah. Especially at that time where there's yeah. not like, you know, d- you know, cards and, you know, debit cards and credit cards yeah I could, I could see that happening that you know that there would be times that they need cash yeah i could see so that. so they would have a, a a safe for that kind of stuff yeah and I, this isn't ridiculous to me i mean at first i thought no but then you know it's a town of a few hundred people and or, of course they might have deeds and stuff like that too, exactly you know that, that so kind they, of thing i know they'd have a it makes some sense um so jim goes to the land office and he has ten thousand dollars to lock up as we noticed or noted rather and um lock it up in the safe and he gets he even gets a receipt uh, but first he offers the guy, the guy doesn't want to do it. And he offers, he says, this, you know, it's a courtesy we do for people who live in the town. And he said, well, what about 50 bucks? <laughs> Jim knows what makes people do things. And the guy's like 50 yep. bucks. Oh, okay. So, uh, the guy does it. And then 
that guy, you know, drives off to a place. He grabs the key. This is, of course, an important point. He grabs the key that's hidden on is the uh, was it the the, the door sill or was it on the yeah. light? Yeah, or no, something? it was a, it was a it was a, a like an outdoor light. light. Outdoor light. That's right. The yeah. porch light. Um. Yeah. So uh, he that Jim's been watching this, and I'd be watching too because ten thousand dollars. You know, even without worrying, you know, factoring in inflation, when it gets to be five figures, that's real money. Um, yeah, well, especially since, as we find out, it's not his money. Exactly, it's not like even I mean, his money. you know, because he would then owe that money to somebody. That's right, and we all know that he's always just this close to going broke. So, yep, exactly. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he he does this, uh, watches the guy, and I, I guess I'd watch him too. Um, yep. He calls Rocky. Uh, and, uh, he says, you know, that he's going to, uh, can we call the guy he was going to bring the money to Yeah, because it was for bail, right? Yeah. It's for, it was for somebody's bail. And so the, the lawyer keeps calling and yelling at Rocky because, yeah. you know, the guy doesn't want to spend his night in jail, understandably, because he's got bail money. But you also know. the guy has apparently doesn't believe in wire transfers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, even then would be almost instantaneous. Like there are yeah. certain things that you can. Anyway, um, this is one of those great stories that today wouldn't couldn't happen because yeah. I have all my money on my phone. Well, right? even at the time, it was a stretch. Yeah, and I think that's why they had to say, "Oh, you mean he doesn't believe in wire transfers?" Like they had to say, "Everybody yeah. knows that there's another way." Yeah. This is for yeah, the show, exactly. folks. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, and Rocky, as, as usual, is a little whiny. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> that's where Rocky Rocky's a whiny man. He can be. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I assume it's the next day. Um, Jim goes back yeah. to the land office so and pick up his money. And uh, uh, a guy named Paul Tanner approaches uh, Jim. He's played by Bob Hastings. And he's uh, Bob Hastings is one of those he's been in everything, guys, as so many people yeah. are in the show. Exactly. Uh, and Jim goes into the back office where Mr. Hart, who claims he's never heard of Johnson, that's the guy who took yeah. the money. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's going to call the sheriff. Let's call the sheriff. And the guy's like, yeah, let's call the sheriff. Yeah. Played by Dennis Patrick, who is another one of those guys who's been in everything. Yeah. It's funny how there's certain shows that are like that. And Rockford was one of them right now. Uh, Isabel, my wife is watching NYPD blue doing a rewatch right. and it's exactly like that too. I'll yeah. look over at the corner of my eye and I'll see, it. it's like, wait, is that, and then, you know, it's like, isn't that, you know, Richard Schiff from the West wing, isn't yeah. that, it's just people just doing one-off guest shots. Eh? Yeah. Uh, the difference is they just say asshole a lot on the West Wing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dennis Patrick was even in Warren Remembrance. As you know, you know my feelings about Warren Remembrance. I Big do. fan. Big yeah. fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, basically what's happening here is that things are just, I mean, I mean, I knew we both know what's going to happen, yeah. but well, I remember watching this thinking, you know, what's going on here? I mean, how are they going to, how are they going to play that? This doesn't seem like it would be an easy one to do. So yeah. Jim wants to see the, Jim wants to see the sheriff because he wants to say, dude stole my money. So I'd like to speak to you. Makes complete sense to me. Yep. Yep. And then Sheriff Colonel Large shows up. Yep. Um, Mr. Hart was kind enough to open his safe for you. He's basically, Dana Elkar, we've talked about this in the Black Sheep podcast, is really good at playing an officious dickhead. Yes. Like, you know, he's, it's like a middle manager at a large educational institution or, yeah. you know, it's, he's really good at that. And it, it's, and the thing is 
I always get the same thing from him, which is that he is a bit of a jerk, but not an idiot. So like yeah. he'll be, he'll, he's completely biased against Rockford, but if, if Rockford brought enough evidence, he'd probably believe Rockford, right? Yeah. It's like how the last episode beat of black sheep, but how he's like, he's got to actually care about the men, that kind of thing, yeah. even though he doesn't like them, that same kind of thing. So he plays that really well. Um, and he says, yeah, he's kind enough to open up his safe for you. And, um, Jim, of course, wants to file a complaint because, you know, it's gone. The money obviously yep. is gone and they're sharp sparring with each other. Um, uh, there were 10, $1,000 bills. He says, now I should point out that the $1,000 bill was out of circulation Yeah, and had been for, I think since like 1961 or something. Yeah. Cause it, it was too easy to, 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 to carry, you know, to transfer, uh, for, for, for crooks to carry yeah. dirty money around. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. you know, 10, 10 grand is like 10 bills. Yeah. It's real money. Right? As opposed to like suitcase full of money. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you can just take you can just take you know, ten bills. You know, yeah. they. I think they're out of circulation. Thousands are out of circulation in Canada too, though. I think it happened later. I know that when my sister That's graduated right. from high school, the the present that she got from my parents was a thousand dollars. Right. It was immediately put it towards her buying a car. Um. But my dad gave her a thousand dollars. My dad had a thousand dollar bill, which yeah. was cool. Uh, so he gave it to her, and then he was like, "Okay, now." I'm back. keeping that, uh, but because <laughs> it's cool, but here's the, you're going to get a thousand dollars. But yeah, so I, I, they're also, I believe out of circulation in Canada. Um, but that's a, that's a Maverick reference. Oh, this whole we, we episode get a of, is a like, Maverick reference. We, 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 we get a, we get a, like a lot of homages is like, you know, if, if you're not aware, this is a seventies Maverick show. This is yeah. what the producers are saying. Yeah. Cause if you rewatch Maverick, he, yeah. he always has a thousand dollar bill. Right, I mean, so know. exactly. So, and again, and a thousand dollars in Mavericks times a lot of money. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, there's a lot of things in this episode that are very Maverick. Just showing up in a small town is very Maverick. In yeah. a small, isolated town is extremely Maverick. Um, so they go back to the place where, as I've called him Buddy, because I lived in Newfoundland for six years, and I call people whose names I can't remember Buddy, Buddy. Uh, where Buddy put, put the key in the porch light. Whoa, woman answers the door. See, right yeah. there, the sheriff, He he's like, Okay, so there's something weird going on here. He's not sure what yeah. it is, and he still doesn't believe Rockford, but he's like, oh, you know where the key is. Yeah. That means you know some, something's happening. Yeah, because then because then he says to her, he, he says, that's like a dumb place to put your key. Yeah, and he's not wrong. No, it's a really, <laughs> really dumb place. Um, it's funny that more houses aren't broken into by people who just look in yeah. mailboxes. I know. Like, my whole childhood, Steve, there was a key in the mailbox. Yeah. Because- you know, my mom might not be home when I got home yep. from school. And I mean, it wasn't like I was quiet about it. I'm yep. legally blind. I make, I fumble around a lot <laughs> when picking things up. So it wasn't like people didn't know that was there. I, yep. It's anyway, uh, I don't know. It's funny. Um, so yeah. Uh, and like I said, Elkar here, he's playing, as I note in our document, he plays a dick just yeah. really well, really well. All right. So back on the phone to Rocky. Um, I love that Jim has another guy. He's going to, he's Jim's always got, he's got a guy. He's always, he's got, always a guy. got a guy and he's going to call fast Harry DeNova, which uh -huh. I want, I want my nickname to be fast Harry DeNova. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of wish that fast Harry had been a more of a recurring character. Like, like, can you imagine fast Harry and angel? 
be the best. Right? It's like, you know, yeah. and Jim trying to deal with both Fast Eddie and Angel. It's like, ah. And the thing about, you know, my I've always guessed with this episode that this was supposed to be Angel. Um, Probably. But they maybe Stuart Margolin had another commitment yeah. or whatever. So yeah. they bring in this other guy. But yeah, he would have been great in one of the other, any of the other scam episodes too. Like he's really good. He's, he's oily and gross like angel, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Angel's a little more, a little less sophisticated. I think I'd say. Um, yeah, I think so. Whereas, you know, fast Harry can be kind of, he almost seems like a good, an okay person. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, he's probably not. Anyway, it's also Richard B. Shull, who was again in everything. He was in Holmes and Yo-Yo. He was <laughs> Just, Holmes. The fact that he was, that the fact that, first of all, that anybody remembers Holmes and Yo-Yo other than me and my mother, who I think <laughs> I thought were the only people who watched it, but it turns out you did as oh, well. I watched it too with John, John Shucks in it. Come on yeah. now. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, totally. It was, yeah. it wasn't a bad show. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've looked for it. I can't uh, find it anywhere. Uh, for those some... of you, who, for those of you who don't know, uh, Richard B. Scholl played Holmes, who was a a uh, police officer whose um, partners always got killed or shot or injured. Yes. Um, and so they created a robot cop, played by John Shuck, to yeah. be his partner. He yeah. was Yo Yo. Yeah. Yo was his was the name, but it went up by Holmes and Yo Yo. And they. It's basically a play. I always thought it was a sort of a play on the Jaime character yeah. on Get Smart. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kill the lights, I think, Jaime. By, I think it was created by the same ones. Yeah, I think you're, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Great. You know, yeah. The show was created by people who did the Get Smart. Yeah, which is and, Buck Henry and, and what's his name? Uh, what yeah, I thinking? Yeah. What's his name? He made what's Young Frankenstein. Name? He made History Buddy, of the World. <laughs> um. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Why am, I, why am I blanking on Mel Brooks? And by the way, but Buddy was his name and the other feller. That's what you're thinking yeah. of there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, Richard uh, Scholl, B. Scholl was in a video from 1980s. He was okay. in Keeping the Faith, the Billy Joel video. I wow. forget the, the the video, but he played no, he played so a what? judge in. It. I can I can remember I can remember bits of the video, but okay. he played he played a judge in the video. There was that whole thing for a while in the eighties where there was two kinds of videos. There was the ones where you just watched the band play, and yeah. then there was the other ones where there was a whole little film. Yeah, yeah and that yeah. was there were those. Yeah, um, unless oh, unless, yeah. unless it was Motley Crue, and then it was yeah. a video filled with yeah, I know. bikinis. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole part of the eighties that wasn't good. Um, no, no, and and a it, lot of it says it's around Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> It's funny how it all kind of hangs together like that. And I think you can uh, tell that I'm not a really a fan of Motley Crue. Yeah, nor am I. I got a funny feeling. A couple of early songs is like, shut up, devil's not bad, but you know. I would imagine friend of the show, Oliver Rockside, just said yes and agreed with both of us. Uh, <laughs> probably. Because I don't one think of the he's few a times huge, he probably did, but <laughs> one of the huge fans of that either. Um, oh, it turns out, and Rocky says that Harry stole his 14 karat gold lodge ring. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh at that. It's you shouldn't steal things from somebody, but there's a few things here. First of all, 14 karat gold is not like a gold bar. Um, yeah. and I'm gonna guess it was also plated, but anyway, yeah, uh, still it's somebody's stuff, and he, he, yeah, yeah. well, we find out later, yeah, he did steal. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I like the idea of him as a recurring character. I don't think he, I don't think he does come back, right? Like, not even in a boy no, king I don't, or I don't anything. Think he did. Yeah. I think, I think this was his only uh appearance because eventually, I think it's season five when we get. Don't send a boy king. So Richie, yeah. one of the Richie Brockman ones. Um, yeah. 
we get almost we get people from all the way back from season one showing up it's yeah i can't wait to do that one anyway uh so harry shows up uh fast harry always pays his debts he says uh and then it's out of someone else's pocket rocky says i like that's great that's yeah rocky's got a few good lines in this one yeah rocky doesn't like fast harry rocky is no. completely put out by everything in this episode yep. the only thing missing here is he doesn't tell jim that he should be driving a truck uh exactly <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we tried to I love that Rocky drove him down. And when Rocky got out for some reason, I don't know, to get gas or something, he tried to sell the pickup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know a person like that. Just one. Um, yeah. But I know I, I we were like in our. I guess I went to high school with this guy and then, you know, uh, he wouldn't have done that, but he would have done that to almost anybody else. Anybody he didn't yeah. know. Well, he totally sell somebody else's car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So fast area goes out to the uh, land office and he's becoming a salesperson. Of course he is. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if this is a kind of a, a sort of a, a sort of tongue in cheek comment about selling things. Oh, I think. And it's... how sales salespeople are linked to con men. Like who's the best salesperson in the episode? Fast Freddy or fast yeah. Harry. Sorry. Yeah, of course he is. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I got a feeling everybody who works at that place has a nickname like fast Harry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. greasy Steve, yeah. uh, <laughs> crooked Dave, like a, in, in, inmate one, six, five, three, two. Oh, I think they all do. Yeah. I think if you looked at just a little bit, this is one of those things that today, all you'd do is you'd Google something and go, oh no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going into this place ever again. Uh, got a feeling the Yelp reviews would not be five stars on this no. organization, but yeah. Uh, and I like that Rocky's in on it here. Rocky's yeah. pl playing a pigeon, which is good. Uh, and Rocky does that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he, 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 he convinces the sales dude to drive him out to the lake. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, there isn't a lake. Yeah. Um, these kind of things were bigger. You don't hear as much about these sort of land scams as you did. I, you hear about it all the time back then. Yeah. Um, and there were, I remember into the eighties, there were exposés on TV, uh, you know, in 2020 and 60 minutes and stuff about these kind of scams, which were basically selling people worthless land. Yeah. Now we have on the internet, we sell people worthless titles apparently to, do you want to be the Lord of something? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at least with this, you get a piece of land that's worthless land. Yeah, but you get well, some I, land. I, I think I think that's just because sort of all the real estate thing just got so corporate and so large mm -hmm. that you know that's right. Um, people started buying second homes. People started the idea of people moving somewhere to retire became more of a thing. Yeah, because yeah. um, that wasn't a yeah. thing. That was a thing rich people did. Rich people moved yeah. to Florida or Arizona or California yeah. and retired. It wasn't like that was a choice that you or I would ever make. No, no. you know, uh, but that starts in the seventies, uh, for sure. Uh, so you get this and the idea of, uh, let's call them unscrupulous, uh, what do you want to, uh, real estate people, uh, yeah. is not like, it, it's something you hear about. It was a trope even at the time. Yeah. I, I would say that for sure. Uh, Right. So Rocky explains the scam, explains the gym, who's explaining it to us, of course. Um, um, and he explained, Rocky's upset here and he's right because this is mostly senior citizens and yeah. that's what, who they're going to prey on. Um, I don't know about you, but now that the various algorithms know that my age, um, I get more stuff that looks like this. Yeah, me like too. In, in ads. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, 
No, I don't want to have a reverse mortgage. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Among the other scams you're trying yeah. to sell me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get a lot of that now. And yeah. the difference is I think we're a lot more savvy than we used to be because, yeah. you know, the, the thing that brings all these horrible things, the net also allows us to be more savvy. It's crazy. Yeah. Fire make food good. Fire good. Fire burn me. Fire bad. It's, uh, it's all very confusing. Right. So anyway, uh, right. So then Hart there shows up ostensibly to apologize. It's like, oh yeah, actually we did have your money. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, is it some guy named Terry Birch took it? That's who took it. It was Terry, yeah, Birch. Terry Birch. That's who did Here's it. Here's your totally. money. Here's, Here's your the money. money. Uh, I don't want you to press charges. Okay. Please don't. Um, now, of course, we know that that's not the end of the episode because we're only about 25 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was surprised though. I don't know about you, but I was like, oh, is this. And I mean, I immediately knew I, it wasn't, but it was like, is yeah. this now going to be resolved and something else is going on that I'm not aware of? That was kind of a cool twist. Uh, but yeah, so Rocky wants to stay and yeah, figure out Jim's what's got going. his money, so he's happy. He's going, he's, he's heading home. Yeah, he's going to head home. Uh, he's now when he says, please don't press charges, Jim's like, oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll be doing, I'll be doing that. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, he wants his money. He wants yeah. to know what's going on. Uh, and I think he even put an extra 200 in there for Rockford's trouble. Right. So, yeah. Uh, he tried to sell me a boat. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the desert, he tried to sell me a boat. I love that. And, I love and Jim goes, did you buy? Did you buy? That's the best part of that. <laughs> no! is, it's Jim saying to his father, are you actually an idiot? Because <laughs> this is funny. Cause we go down to the hotel bar and, um, Ellie's uh, Harry's selling and he's really selling hard yeah. to this old woman i didn't look up who she was but she was probably like younger than we are it's a myth yeah <laughs> you, you find that now when you look things up and you go wait that old guy yeah that guy's older yeah. than me i don't look like that yeah and i'm not wearing makeup uh nope. yeah oh <laughs> uh, well anyway he's down at the hotel bar and uh he actually, Harry actually says to to Jim, this Rockford, uh, this Rockford, this real estate isn't worth spit. We all know, of yeah. course, what he means there. Um, Mildred there. What a great classic old lady name is Mildred. Yeah, Mildred then Mildred. not anymore because that was already a name out of fashion when people, when today's old people were kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then Jim just casually mentions, I don't know if they've done any tests on the radioactive soil because of the nuclear <laughs> weapons tests they've done around here, you know. Yeah. And that was a thing. That was that was more of a thing in the 70s as well, you know, yeah. nu nuclear testing out in the desert. Yeah, I mean, they hadn't, they hadn't been open or testing, Jesus, since Kennedy maybe, but yeah. they had done it enough that people were concerned still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently people used to go to Vegas and wait and watch nuclear tests in the sky. Yeah. Which on one level, going to Vegas 1961 and watching a nuclear explosion sounds kind of cool. Um, yeah. On the other level, it's a nuclear weapon. Yeah. You know, it's not as cool. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, Jim drives out to the lake. He's followed by uh, the sheriff, pulls over, and the sheriff pulls a gun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as I wrote, good. yeah, as, as I wrote here, Jim, Jim doesn't seem to think much of this situation um, or the sheriff. Like this is Jim hasn't yet said some sort of thing about how you're all a bunch of small town idiots. Yeah. But he's thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> he's thinking it. 
Uh, where's the money? What money? And his name wasn't even Murray Johnson. His name was Terry Birch, all this other stuff. Uh, and apparently he's dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now things have gotten bad. Now we see why the sheriff's pulling the gun because he thinks that Jim killed the guy. Uh, now, Jim also knows he's being set up, as you know. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. When Jim's getting booked, you're not going to go to the. <laughs> this is great, by the way, yeah. when he says, you're not going to be one of those guys who reminds you of his rights all the time, are you? <laughs> well, you know, human yeah. and civil rights are kind of a thing. And, yep. but I love the fact that a cop, because a cop would say, yeah, you know, especially a cop like this, like yeah. this is exactly what a, a, an over officious asshole would say, yeah. uh, you know, oh, you're going to remind me about your rights again. Oh, well. Um, yeah, it's just really something. So Jim tells Rocky to, uh, just do what I told you to do. You don't but like being locked up in there. He don't think he's, he'll get a fair shake. I, the great thing is, you know, Noah Barry, he was played in Westerns along with yeah. James Garner. This yeah. now becomes, this is a Maverick episode. At this oh point. yeah. This is, this is a totally a Maverick scene. It's like, it's it may be even more Mavericky than Maverick ever yeah, was. The the only the only difference is James Garner's not wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, and he's not he doesn't have a horse, he's got a Pontiac exactly. Firebird. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this is this is a total pastiche of uh Maverick. It's, and it's beautiful. Like it yeah, was just yeah. as soon as he th- that happened, it was just fun. You know, he, Rocky even tells the sheriff he's gonna he's gonna break out. Um <laughs> Just again, something Maverick would do, right? Yeah. Uh, and he says, "This question isn't the question isn't who could break out of here. The question is who couldn't." <laughs> so then we see that you know, overnight he sits there all night with a sitting there with a shotgun. Yeah. And then he he comes in to bring breakfast, and he goes, "Breakfast, Rockford." And of course, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the thing that gets me is he's hiding under the bed. Yeah, the, the the sheriff doesn't bother to look under the bed. He's so incompetent that he yeah. doesn't. And of course, that's what it's doing. And this is the kind of thing that, again, happened would happen a lot in, in in Maverick. He would be able to just read people and go, "Oh, I know what this guy. This guy's so confident about his own ability that he wouldn't yeah. even look under the bed if I hit yeah. there." Yeah. So that's what he does. And of course, now he leaves the doors open. Uh, yeah, because there's the, nobody in the. In, why would you lock it? Why would you lock the jail cell? Exactly. No one's in there. <laughs> I love it. So great. Uh, next, we see Jim in a barn. Oh, okay. Again, he's in a freaking barn, folks. This yeah. has become an episode of Maverick. Uh, Rocky shows up, and he's brought Harry with him. Uh, yeah. And the land office is closed for inventory. Steve, what inventory <laughs> would the land office have? I don't know. Uh, Staples? You know, yeah. Paper? Yeah. Um, this is this is a way of like we're, we're we're getting out of here. The heat's on. We're we're leaving. Yeah, inventory's great. Yeah, I love that. It's like uh, what do they need inventory for? Well, you got to how many of those big tables that have um yep. a fake development on them? Could you do you have? Yep. yep. I mean, there's <laughs> one one model. Okay, one there's model. One check. One of those. Got that? <laughs> how many pens do you have over there, buddy? Yep. You got three. Yep. Okay, three pens. I think we're done. Yep. Uh. <laughs> it's great. And as you note here, uh, Jim has stolen a police car. So yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, pretty damn confident here. Cause, cause fast Harry's 
sort of tells all the charges that he has. He says, oh, yeah, they, they had me for Grand Theft Auto, too. He said, yeah. you stole a police car? Like, even even Fast Harry is appalled that he stole a police car. Yeah, it's like there's certain lines you don't cross, man. And one right. is you don't take the cops ride. You know, uh, you know, Jim's in deep, deep doo-doos here. That's, and that's last last episode, he also stole a police car. Yeah. It's two episodes in a row we stole a police car. Um, So Jim goes over to Billy's house, Billy's the... Woman. woman and she was had a thing with terry so that's obviously yeah. that they were a couple because why would he know where the key was right billy you love terry uh jim uh say, says she can call the cops or if she wants to uh if she knows who the real killer is um right and then there's this attache case what was in it aha good question uh jim's on the phone with Hart, and he says uh that he's got his ledger oh okay and he yeah. says, "Now I want a hundred thousand dollars." Yeah, yeah. This is um, this is a, this is another thing where we've seen re- recently. Uh, it's yeah. like the Robert Weber episode. He wrote shit down. It's like yeah. don't write stuff down. Don't man. write down your crimes. Yeah. This is as a pro tip. I mean, we're not professional criminals. No, um, or even amateur criminals. Or even amateur criminals, really. But I'll tell you this much: I think. For any aspiring criminals out there, a little tip from Steve and Dave, and that's that you don't write down your crimes. Right. You don't right. video your crimes and put them on right. YouTube. There's just certain moves you don't make, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the second thing is don't tell the cops we told you that. <laughs> yeah, because we had nothing to do with it. No, no. no. We, don't, we, don't, we don't be accessories before the crime. Yeah, this is, uh, what do we call it? That was all code. Uh, for something yeah. else that only yeah, academics yeah, yeah. would understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, you mean uh, metaphors. Oh. It's all metaphors. It's all metaphors and irony and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Jim's on the phone with Hart and he says he has, uh, he's got his ledger. Like I said, yeah, he wants $100,000. They'll make the exchange at the lake, which of course there's no lake. Yeah, it's There's no lake. Yeah. Um, and as I note here, I was hoping to set up a car chase, which it did. Uh, yeah, but, but a, even a better one. Yeah, I wish it would have set up a better one. Yep. Bad guys arrive at a 1974 Monte Carlo with the money. Uh, now, I think we had a car like that. Um, Jim gives the stuff, uh, but you know he, but there's no money. Uh oh. So the exchange is made, but he doesn't get the money. Um, yeah. What I love about this is that then Jim pulls out the police radio and says yeah. the sheriff's been listening to this whole thing, and you hear a chopper in the distance, right? Yeah. Okay, if this town can't doesn't have a bank, but it, it has a sheriff that has a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Now I understand. I guess sheriffs are for whole counties, and perhaps yeah. that's the county seat. But if it's the county seat, I don't know. I would think it would have a bank. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's fine. So we don't just get a car chase. We got a car and helicopter chase, which yep. cool. Yep. A little uh, callback to <clears throat> excuse me to uh, the, the pilot that had yep. whatever, yep. The, whatever of the hunter or whatever they call that. Yep. Uh, I don't think Jim really needed to chase that guy because no. the, they had a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. I want to watch him drive that car. Yeah. So that's fine. But, uh, you know, um, also, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, Hart there at times kind of looks like the British comedian, Greg Davis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I, there's a couple of times you had a look in his face like, oh. Am I watching the in-betweeners? What's going on? <laughs> Is he going to tell me a joke about when he used to teach? be a teacher? <laughs> That's right. It's a, the other day I was watching, I think it was eight out of 10 cats. And Jimmy Carr said that, uh, you know, uh, Greg Davies, he, he, he's, he can play a teacher 
or a teacher. <laughs> He's been a teacher. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, of course, they get him. I like what they do. The the ski the skids of the chopper come down, just sort of bang on the car. Yep, pretty solid. Uh, so they got the guy. They got the guys. Of course. Uh, yeah. Now we go back to the sheriff's office and we get, uh, he asks him, you know, how did you escape? He said, I just walked out. That's <laughs> just pretty great. Yeah. Uh, he said, and then, then he's like, um, well, he still has to there's still charges and all this stuff. And then Rockford says, yeah, but when I tell my side of the story and this is when the sheriff says, I'm going to look like a jackass. Yeah. But if I said we were working together all along <laughs> and of course, the kicker at the very end is they're getting their personal effects and Rocky finds in hair in, in fast Harry's um, personal effects, his lodge ring. So he actually did steal the lodge ring. Yep, he did. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, I like this one a lot. I, like I said, yeah, I like, good one. I like the longer titles cause they seem to indicate a more complicated story. So um, that's pretty great. So uh, Steve, what I miss? Well, three small Ooh, things. Three things. Um, okay. One, one is just a, again another kind of callback um, because um, um, Terry Birch is played by uh, Ray Ray Jardin, who played who was in Profit and Loss Part One. Right, from, that's right. From the earlier season, yep. um, and there's also there's also a couple of uh, sort of lines. One that Rocky gives, right. and one that Fast Harry gives that, okay. that I, I just really like. So I wanted to mention it, Do right? It. Where where when when Rocky's standing there, and the, and the guy's explaining to him, he says, when they're out in the middle of the desert. Right. And there's like, he says, there's no lake. He says, well, the lake hasn't been put in yet. Um, <laughs> but, th- but then the guy's talking about like, so like, like, this is a good spot because you're near the country, country club, but not too cl- close to the country club. And, and Rocky's looking around because it's just desert. Yeah. Right. He says, he says, feel that cool wind coming in off the lake. And Rocky goes, that's a pretty warm breeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rocky's the best. Good stuff. And the the, the other one is, is when um, uh, Harry's trying to scam Mildred, and Jim is kind of ushering him out after he's he's dropped, figuratively, dropped yeah. the nuclear bomb thing. Yes. Um, you know, you hear Harry as they're going. Oh, Harry going. Did I invent pigeons? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, these people were born to be taken. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which and I I think I I bet a lot of con men uh, think like that I I'm sure yeah. they do uh, it's, I, I it's would, not you know. my fault yeah that people are gullible yeah exactly uh, yeah it's yeah I th- if fast Harry was around today he'd be he'd be selling um, he'd be running a, a Microsoft antivirus scam out of India yeah yeah or, that's or probably or what he'd be crypt- doing cryptocurrency cryptocurrency <laughs> that's right he'd be he'd be a crypto bro uh, right anything you want to plug. Uh, no, cause I've been marking and we haven't, uh, we do have a masochist movie collective coming up soon, but we haven't That's recorded definitely. that yet. So excellent. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to plug either, so I'm not going to plug anything. Um, but, uh, I will tell you that you can find both of us on certain social networks like the X one and blue sky places like that at D Broadbeck and Doc Pinko. Yep. And until next time, Steve, bye-bye and bye bonds. See ya. Good evening. Good evening.
Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Let us begin. Repeat after me. I would like. I would like to feed your fingertips. To feed your fingertips to the Wolverines. To the Wolverines. <laughs> Next, I am afraid. I am afraid. We are out. We are out. Our badgers. Our badgers. Would you accept? Would you accept a Wolverine? A Wolverine in its place. In its place. <laughs> Next, Haynet exclaimed. Haynet exclaimed. <laughs> Let's boil. Let's boil the Wolverine. The Wolverines. <laughs> Next. see you welcome and thanks for joining us live I'm kind of glad that we're on at night so that we're not competing with all the football and baseball games. so many man all the time and this is the time of year when there's both you know football is kind of nice they changed it a little bit they moved the hash marks in guys found them and smoked them anyway <laughs> But you know, football uh, wants to be the national, uh, the number one sport, national pastime. And I, I think it already is, really, because football represents something we are. We are Europe Junior. <laughs> when you get right down to it, we're Europe Junior. We play the Europe game. What was the Europe game? Let's take their land away from them. <laughs> You'll be the pink in the map, we'll be the blue, and they'll be the green. Ground acquisition, and that's what football is. Football is a ground acquisition game. You knock the crap out of 11 guys and take their land away from them. <laughs> Of course, we only do it 10 yards at a time. That's the way we did it with the Indians, one by little by little. First down in Ohio, Midwest to go. Uh, I, I think it's not surprising that, uh, that football buys and uh, try. Let's put it this way. There are things about the words surrounding football and baseball which give it all away. Football is technological. Baseball is pastoral. <laughs> Football is played in a stadium. Baseball is played in a park. In football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. Football is played on an enclosed rectangular grid and every one of them is the same size. Baseball is played on an ever-widening angle that reaches to infinity and every park is different. <laughs> Football is rigidly timed. Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's gonna end. 
We might even have extra innings. In football, you get a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops. <laughs> the object in football is to march downfield and penetrate enemy territory and get into the end zone. In baseball, the object is to go home. <laughs> I'm going home. And in football, they have the clip, the hit, the block, the tackle, the blitz, the bomb, the offense, and the defense. In baseball, they have the sacrifice. <laughs> Where's my fucking mouse pointer? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I, should, I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking mouse pointer? Um, and... Hello? Hello? Peggy?